We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We've got a weekend edition here for you. I was out of town in Las Vegas uh, checking out some preseason games, so we fell a little bit behind, so I thought we'd get caught up with a weekend show because there is plenty to talk about around the NBA. Before we get into it, quick reminder, do go check out our Clips channel. I'll put the link in the description below for some uh, short-form content from us. Again, I'm Trevor Lane. Joining me is Keith Smith. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're, uh, yeah, weekend update is always fun to, to do and get a chance to catch up on, on the stuff uh, from the last couple of days. Well, I mean, the biggest thing for the last couple of days, Draymond Green. I mean, first we heard, I believe it was last Wednesday from Shams Tarania that there was an altercation at Warriors practice between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. And then Friday, Friday morning, I was getting to the airport actually. Getting to the airport when suddenly my phone starts going crazy and everybody is reacting to the video of the incident getting out. And I think this makes things a whole lot worse for Draymond. It makes things worse for the Warriors. And now uh, Draymond today spoke to the media and said he apologized, apologized to Jordan Poole, apologized to Poole's family, apologized to his teammates, apologized to his own family, um, said he had some things going on in his personal life that caused him to have a little bit more of a, a short fuse but is going to be taking time away from the team now. So, Keith, where do you stand on on all of this, and, and where do the Warriors go from here? Yeah, fights happen at in within teams. It, it just it happens, especially teams that have been together for a while. Uh, they, they had a very long season, right, other than the Celtics. They played as deep into the year as anybody did. They then were, you know, short off season as far as you know being a normal short off season unlike what we dealt with for a few years there but just you know then you're kind of right back at it in the gym and and stuff happens like but when the video came out you know i don't know what was said nobody does except for those who were in the gym and who knows if they're gonna talk uh i'm kind of guessing probably not after how the warriors are so upset that the video leaked out period but something was said that upset Draymond Green. Draymond Green got in Jordan Poole's face. In the video, this is just my personal opinion here, that looked like a normal, get out of my face, man, push. Yep. Not like uh, I'm ready to fight. I know all the internet tough guys are like, you, you put hands on a man, you better be ready to throw down. It's This isn't a street fight. This is a freaking basketball practice. Like, you know, so just, you know, get go away with that. But then, I mean, Draymond laid him out. 
I don't know if he knocked him out, but it looked like he did. I mean, Jordan Poole's legs turned into spaghetti and he went right down. So, I mean, who knows? You know, I'm sure eventually those details will come out on exactly what happened. And I don't, I didn't, I don't think Jordan Poole talked today. Um, so we don't know if he's, you know, injured as a black eye or anything like that. But, you know, now the next thing I'll say is I think the Warriors tried to downplay this yeah. a little bit with their initial reporting, some of the reporting that was leaked out from Draymond initially and those kind of things. And that's one of those things where, all right, the video came out. Now we've all seen it. And it's like, all right, this is pretty bad. Uh, so we'll see where it goes from here. I, we, we don't know if there's any kind of uh, formal suspension or discipline coming. I will say it is in the NBA operations manual. The NBA could suspend him. Um, the NBA has full rights, any kind of uh, fighting or violence at any NBA sponsored event, which includes games and practices, the NBA could step in. In general, they let teams handle these kind mm -hmm. of things themselves. Uh, the Warriors have not, other than saying it'll be handled internally, have not said anything. Maybe they're just going to let Draymond go away. And I think it was interesting that Draymond said, I'm going to take a few days, but that he hopes to be back and play in the ring night ceremony, which is the you know, 10 days away. So yep. that's a little bit more than a few days away from the team. Yeah. I mean, like him stepping away, I almost feel like that's kind of him, uh, like kind of, it's, it's like a preventive, pre a preventative suspension. It's like, he's getting ahead of it and saying like, you guys yeah. don't have to suspend me. I'm going to go away on my own. Yep. And then, and then I'm going to come back. And then that gives him the ability to come back when, when he sees fit, but it, it depends on how the NBA ultimately approaches this. I'll say this, you know, you mentioned that he may have been, may have knocked out Jordan Poole. We're seeing this, um, this just happened with the NFL, the NFLPA. They've uh, changed their concussion protocols, exactly what that's going to look like. I'm not a totally clear on, but yeah. uh, in the wake of everything that happened with Tua Tagovailoa, th this is becoming a bigger and bigger thing, right? Head injuries in sports in general. You've got kids that are now wearing, in soccer, wearing the, the helmets, the, the headgear, in yep. order to help pr protect them, right? We are getting a deeper understanding of how serious head injuries are. And Draymond Green threw a haymaker at Jordan Poole and could have done, and I'm hoping he did not, but could have done real damage. And you could say, well, this kind of stuff happens all the time. And yes, that, that's true. It does. And it, and it should be expected, right? These guys are around each other all the time. They're around each other constantly in a high stress, high pressure environment. Things are going to happen, but I don't think we can overlook that he swung with ill intent at his head, made made content like it, this yeah. could have been very, very, very bad. And hopefully there's no serious injuries here with Jordan Poole. I think we probably would have heard by now if there was something serious to come out of this. But I think that has to be considered when we're looking at this situation. We have to remember what we know now about head injuries and the whole schoolyard thing of just let them fight it out. That doesn't fly anymore. Yeah, no, this again, it's, you know, it's funny because I kind of come right down in the middle of the people who are like, you put your hands on another man, you better be ready to fight. That's a little silly. This is inside the middle of a basketball practice. I also the people who are like, hey, if anybody did that to me at my work, they'd get fired. Well, you don't. You're, you're not a basketball player. You don't work in the NBA. Not a normal like they, job. It's yeah. None of these, this is not, you know, it's neither a street fight nor an office, right? Like this is like this, this happened in the middle of a basketball court and, you know, it should be, you know, dealt with however it's going to be dealt with. I, I would like to believe I am trying as I get a little bit older to believe people when they say things, I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. 
now I'm not giving Draymond Green the benefit of the doubt as far as there's no excuse for what he did. You, you don't haul off and belt a guy like that from just a what seemed like a get out of my face push. Mm-hmm. But in his press conference today, I do think he was sincere. I know there's a lot of he's yeah. only upset because the video got out. I mean, maybe I, I don't know that, but I do think I, I've done things in my life where after it was pointed out to me later where I've been like, all right, that was, you know, worse than what I thought it was, yep. you know, initially I, you know, said or did things where it was like, eh, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal, but then when somebody pointed it out, I'm like, all right, you know, that's fair. Like it wasn't, you know, cool what I did. So I, I, I think I, I want to believe that that's what happened here. Um, you know, we'll see again how this is handled. I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody needs to be traded or waived or anything yeah. like that. Um, you know, I do think it's good. Uh, Bob Myers directly said there's no impact as far as their extension talks go with Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. And I mean, and Jordan Poole shouldn't be, you know, and, and I, I know we're going to get filled with comments of it's as much Jordan Poole's fault as it is Draymond's. And I just, I, I, I can't get there. I don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, if it comes, if it came out that Jordan Poole said something horrific, yeah, um, and then that, then that, I reserve it to change my mind. Right, yeah, that, exactly. then that would change the situation. But as it is, it's hard to you know defend Draymond here. Well, at the same time, understanding like maybe he, you know he talked about some problems in his personal life. Yeah, it's, it, sometimes people just have a really really bad yep. day and things can go south, and, yep. and and maybe that's what happened here. But still, obviously, there's going to be a penalty for this. I don't know exactly what it'll mean for Draymond's own extension talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's wanted a max extension. Uh, he's won four yeah, years, and yeah. yeah, so we'll see what ultimately happens here with the Warriors. And a lot of this will come down to the team. Can they, uh, I don't know if forgive is the right word I want to use, but can they trust Draymond again yeah. to be that, that teammate for them? So that's that's something the Warriors will have to figure out internally before they figure, you know, do we need to make a trade or anything? I, I think that's all unlikely, but mm-hmm. we'll see where this goes and what kind of an impact this can make maybe long-term in his future with the club. Like if they've already got some doubts about whether or not they want to pay him, that you know, a four-year deal to a guy who's 33 in March, yep. this doesn't help. I'm not saying it means no. they're going to cut off negotiations. It just doesn't help. Well, and you have two other things that factor in here. One is, like you said, his age and those kind of things. I think the other thing is this is now any one uh, transgression by someone you can move past. There is now this is probably the worst of the all the things he's done. But you're now we're stockpiling things that have happened. You know, there were people who said they're never going to be able to move past, you know, him, you know, kicking, hitting, whatever you want to say he did to LeBron in in the crotch in the finals. And that cost them the finals and all that stuff. They'll never be able to move on from that. Well, they did. Uh, You know, him and Kevin Durant, you know, going at each other that, that they'll never be able to move on. Well, they did. But the difference is he yelled at Kevin Durant. LeBron James was an opponent. This is his own teammate, right? These are, you know, this is supposed to be like your brother there. And, you know, that's, that's tough to, you know, to, to see. And, and I know I, I apologize. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, when somebody wrote about, you know, Bob Myers said to Steph Curry, like, Hey, are you ready to do some leading now? And, and those kind of things, like, we really need you to step up and be the leader here. And, and one, like, boy, that's not really fair to to Steph like you know he shouldn't have to be dealing with the fallout of this he had nothing to do with it but on the flip side yeah if you're the team leader well then you know that's what you got to do you you help lead the team on the other side because as we talk about all the time no one's going to pause things for the Warriors they're playing the game 10 days from now 
right? They're opening their season 10, 10, 10 days from now. They're, you know, whether they like it or not, that, that, uh, that, that date on the calendar is not going to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to see how they ultimately manage this situation, but uh, let's get into some more news. We do have some you know, kind of quick hitters here. Uh, Jalen Suggs injury. Now I, I have not seen this injury yet. I was traveling, did not see exactly it looked good. what went down. Did not look good. Uh, I know the x-rays were negative, but that, that, that doesn't mean you're out of the woods when you hear x-rays are negative. Obviously there's other things going on here. Keith, I know you're, you're in Orlando. What, what's the sentiment right now? Yeah, so it did come out um, a little bit more detail. Uh, Woj reported it uh, this afternoon, uh, or I guess this morning at some point, but uh, Jalen Suggs has sustained a left knee capsule sprain and a bone bruise. Uh, timeline on a return will depend on response to treatment, uh, but there's relief it wasn't a more serious injury. So that is de- definitely um, true. It looked bad. I, I, to be quite honest, I was, you know, like I, that might be it for him for the year. And then he had to be helped to the locker room and just, it didn't look good. So hopefully this is something that, you know, maybe he's out for, you know, four, six, eight weeks or something, and then he can get back. And, and it's important that he plays, you know, he missed a large chunk of last year with injuries. This is year number two. You got to get on the floor because you got to start finding out um, how he meshes with these other guys. You know, what does he look like? And then for his own, you know, time, he needs those minutes. He needs those development minutes and all those kind of things. And, you know, it was funny. I think we even talked about it once on here. Of, you know, the Magic just have a million guys in their backcourt. And now all of a sudden, a bunch of those guys are hurt uh, between Suggs and um, Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony's got a very minor thing. Um, so he should be okay to go here fairly soon. But it's just you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it just sucks. You know, it sucks when anybody goes down, but I really hate when young guys who are trying to, you know, uh, find their way in the NBA are, are going to miss. So, uh, you know, at least what looks like it'll be a significant chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not something that you want to see. You never want to see it happen period, but in preseason two, that's, that's just rough. Uh, bone bruise, man, that's uh, you think about Kendrick Nunn from last year. Yeah, that's that's yeah. certainly, you just never know what's going to happen with things like that. So hopefully Jalen exactly. Suggs is able to come back um, and, and get hundred percent healthy as quickly as possible. Uh, Jackson Hayes dealing with an elbow issue. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Again, that's not, it's something that happened, but it sounds like everything's going to be okay. A couple of weeks, he'll be back out on the floor. So if he misses regular season games, we're talking a minimal amount of time here for the Pelicans. Yeah. Jeff Stotts on Twitter. He he's at, his Twitter is at in street clothes, mm-hmm. um, invaluable follow. You got to follow this guy. He, he's, he's always tweeting about NBA injuries. Um, he maintains a massive, um, database of injuries and return to play, uh, time and those kind of things. And, um, he says a torn UCL is relatively uncommon in the NBA. Uh, but the injury did sideline Paul George for 43 games, 96 days last season, the average number of missed games, uh, for confirmed UCL sprain or tears uh, in the NBA is about 20 games. So uh, the, the Pelicans are saying at least two weeks. You know, let's let's see. You know, this it wouldn't surprise me if this turns into like three or four weeks instead. But, you know, it doesn't sound like it's something, you know, that's going to keep uh, Jackson Hayes out for you know, months or you know, large chunks of the season. But it did with Paul George. So so we'll find out. Well, hopefully that's not uh, what winds up happening with uh, with Jackson Hayes. But good note and good reference there. Maybe something that we uh, we should keep a closer eye on then. Uh, something just went down with the Lakers, or at least we just found out about it. This, this is maybe the weirdest part, Keith. Dave McMenamin had, you know, the, the initial reporting came from Chris Haynes that Rob Palenka has, uh, signed an extension with the Lakers, an extension as to be the team's GM through 2026. And then Dave McMenamin came out and said, yeah, this actually happened 
when Darvin Ham was hired. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, just and now Sam, Sam Amick uh, on it, the same thing too that that they agreed to it uh, when Darwin Ham was was uh, hired, and that that it, it I think it puts them both on the exact same um, yep. timeline contract wise through the twenty five twenty six season. So, yeah, sometimes these things happen because you know if you're you know if you're pushing other stuff as a front office and looking to do other things, you don't really have a reason to put, put your own news out there, I guess, is, right. is, you know, where this comes from. And this, this could have been something as simple as somebody saying, Hey, what, what's going on with Rob's contract? So it was like, Oh man, we, we signed him to an extension. He's, he's around for a few more years. And it's like, wait, what? That's that, that's news. You know, right. Right. You know, why wouldn't you tell us that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Exactly. What's your thought? You know, I, I think the the context is a little bit strange. I think you know, Rob gets a lot of hate from Lakers fans right now, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, given coming off of the worst season in history last season. Uh, relative to fan expectations relative I know you're laughing yeah. but I'm serious relative no, to, yeah, yeah. in terms of in terms of the fan experience those games were barely watchable and oh yeah pr- was, frankly not I mean it yeah. was it was it was rough yeah I don't um, I mean I've jokingly said it but sincerely mean like I don't know how you made it through because I I, yeah. I stopped watching them by the end of the year because it was just in that you know there's only so many games in that late west coast window at nighttime and I was just like there's not because I when you get to a point where there's nothing left to learn with the team. Yeah. I, I'm out. There's a, and there were no, you know, major young prospects playing, right? It was just a whole mess of veterans on a messy injured roster playing out the string. So yeah. uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I was out on them too. Yeah. We had a few bright spots with Austin Reeves, or sure. bright games there, but that was, you know, that was about it, right? There was, you could catch those in highlights. If you're not a you know daily person who covers the team, like you are. Exactly. Exactly. So coming off of that, Frank Vogel lost his job, right? Frank, Frank Vogel loses his job. And, and if I'm looking at this objectively, I say, you know what? Roster construction probably had more to do with the issues from the past season, mm-hmm. not to say Vogel's blameless or anything. I'm not saying sure. Frank Vogel should have kept his job or whatever, right? But given that context, it's a little bit strange that you fire the head coach and then the guy who put the roster together, you say, great job, here's four more years. That seems a little bit odd. Now, I'll say that he's had success in the past. He built a championship team. You know, he's done. Yep. I'm not saying this is a terrible decision or anything like that. It's just a little bit odd when you consider the optics of you fire the head coach because the season was so bad. And then the GM who put the team together, it's we assume that he might be on the hot seat. They went the complete other direction and said, here's a contract extension. That's a little strange. 
Yeah, I have a handful of thoughts. I I think one, two, right, Palenka was, whether you believe it or not, was credited with being part of the the, the group that wooed LeBron to mm-hmm. sign with the Lakers. Now, I personally think you and I could have been running the Lakers and LeBron was coming to the Lakers. I don't I don't I don't think I don't know how much Rob Palenka had to convince him beyond, yes, we will sign you. Great, done, let's go. But yeah, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, but I do think, right? This is but this is when you I mean, I'm going through this and living it right now as a new England Patriots fan, mm-hmm. when you have become a top tier franchise, people no longer have patience for losing seasons. There are people who are like fire bill Belichick. And it's like, he made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback last year. And yeah, they're off to a one and three start this season, but like people are going crazy. And it's like, they won the super bowl just a few years ago. You know, like it, it it's just, you know, and that's where I look at it with Rob Plink. I'm like, it was only three seasons ago they won right. the title, you know, but I get it. The season after that, kind of more of the wheels came off because the injuries and everything yes. went wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't then, blame him on that one. Yeah, it, but last season, totally fair criticism that he didn't build a good roster. I've said it over and over again. I thought the criticism of Frank Vogel was a little ridiculous when you hired a guy who is a defense first coach and then you proceeded to get rid of all the defenders. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Anthony Davis was hurt. I get it. And LeBron was hurt. But to your point, Frank Vogel lost his job. Now, why I think maybe this could maybe have happened is one thing you worry about is more than a lame duck coach, because that happens all the time. Yep. You worry about the lame duck GM because you don't want to make him moves that are like, I got to save my job that are super short sighted. Like, I'm going to trade we, Rob. We, we call those Mozgovs. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, totally fair. Um, you know, I'm going to trade Russ in the first round picks for Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, right? right? Like, that would be a disaster level move. And you don't want that to happen, you know at Thanksgiving when the first month of the year is, you know, if it's gone poorly, you make a panic trade when you're signed through a few more years, it's, you feel maybe a little bit more comfortable of, all right, I can make moves without having to, I'm not, and we talk a lot about guys coaching for their job, guys, GM for their job too. And you, you can maybe feel a little bit more comfortable with that of like, Hey, all right, we committed to you see it through what you think you need to see through with where this roster is now and go from there. So, you know, but I'm also going to add it's the Lakers. I mean, people make jokes about, you know, the the Lakers and stuff with things, but it's one of the richest franchise is in the entire league. um, And they make a ton of money every year. If things are going bad in a year or two, they can fire him and just pay out the rest of his contract and not even worry about it. Like mm-hmm. it's not that I, I wouldn't, you know, by any means think like, well, now, you know, if, if this year goes poorly and next year, like we're stuck with them for that's not they, they'll, they'll fire him and move on if they have to. I just think this is, Hey, let's be a little bit more solid. Let's like the coach and, and the GM together and go from there. Yeah. that That's the exact point in terms of Rob now not having that pressure on him to make a move or otherwise he's on the hot seat, you know, that type of thing. Um, that is the the positive side to this, even if the optics are a little bit weird. You know, Frank Vogel loses a job you know, based on what happened last season. But but now Palenka can go into trade negotiations or whatever, uh, even his contract signings, and not feel that pressure that I have to do something. He can have that um, certainty that that comes with this contract extension and not be pressured into doing something. So that's, somebody, that's the positive side to it. 
somebody tweeted and it made me laugh is like, well, now it removes everybody calling him and saying, dude, you got to trade him or you're getting fired. Like yeah. you, you have to make this deal with me. You're going to get fired. Like, you know, and that, I mean, at least there's, there's that. So, Hey, but the big news, I mean, the Lakers signed Shaq. Like they we, did. We, we can't skip that one, right? That they looks, they did. They did. Shaq, Shaq indeed. <laughs> yeah. Shaq Harrison. That is. Oh, uh, I mean, we, joins, didn't to, we didn't have to say his last name. <laughs> the Shaq. You know, people are like Trevor and Keith covering transactions from 20 years ago. What's what's happening on this show? The Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers landed Shaq today. I mean, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. They also uh, they also sacrificed bacon in order to get there. So yeah, uh, true, we, yeah. Shaq ham, and bacon. ham and bacon could not coexist on the same <laughs> oh, team. Man, that's it, it couldn't happen. That's couldn't too happen. much. With Rob um, Piglinka. That's right. <laughs> 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 and that's it's when we hit the weekend update. <laughs> uh, um, sausage linka. There we go. Yeah. yeah. That's we'll take it. That works. That yeah. works. Uh Dwayne Bacon, Javante McCoy waved LJ Figueroa, Shaq Harrison signed by the Lakers again. This this is probably has more to do with the G League than yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. It's None not. of these. Though I think the only, maybe you have different thoughts and I know you just saw the team and were around them mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Um, the only camp guy, I think that even has a reasonable shot of making that roster. And I don't even know now that they added Dennis Schroeder and filled that last 15th spot. I would have thought maybe Jay Huff uh-huh. um, just, you know, just cause he's big, he's been around the team for a little while and he, he can play. So um, I personally, I think Matt Ryan is actually, pretty good but you already have cole swider on a two-way so you're yeah. you're you, that's just kind of duplication you don't really need you know let ryan go to the g league and play for south bay and go from there so but yeah i mean we'll 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 see but that's i i think the roster's pretty well finished is my guess after yeah. adding the shooter yeah but now we, we didn't cover it but he's he has now joined the team right um some visa we'll issues. see if he plays tomorrow against the warriors but uh he is uh, he's, I think he's the 14th. So they still have one oh, spot, one I... spot open. But oh, you're think, right. You're right. You're right. I think yes. they're going to leave that spot open though. I think so too. Yeah. Just, it, you know, flexibility, tax concerns, might, might as well, you know, let, let it roll. Uh, you know, again, if, if it's going to be anybody, probably Jay Huff, but yep. I, I, I mean, they're rolling in relatively healthy-ish. I know AD's working through some back soreness and stuff, but like, you know, you, you, it's it, it, maybe if like one of the other centers had gotten hurt, Maybe then you say, right, we'll keep Jay Huff around on that non-guarantee for a little bit. But yeah, and you're right. I miss, miss uh, counted on my my camp guys. So just so everybody knows, too, we're not going to run through all you know of these camp signings. Like, for example, Orlando did a set today. Oklahoma City's done like five in the yeah. last week. It's it, Again, we talked about it on a prior episode, but just as refreshers, you're seeing these names kind of come on and off the roster here with you know only a, a week and a half or so to go in the preseason. What happens is these teams are setting up their G League um, rosters. They, they, these guys will come in. They'll gain their affiliate player rights in a lot of cases. Um, Eric Pincus was the first one I saw to point out the Lakers. South Bay Lakers traded for Shaq Harrison's G League rights. So that's how you, you know, that's part of why the Lakers sign him. Now he'll go to South Bay. He'll get a little bonus uh, as an affiliate player. And that that's what these moves are designed for. It's it's just smart use of your G League team and, you know, stocking yeah. up in the G League. Exactly. That's, that's what it's nothing, probably not going to make an impact on the, yeah, the full roster. Yeah. Very few of these guys, they are going to make, you know, NBA roster. But I mean, you might see them later down the line on a 10 day sure. call up or something like that. Uh, lastly, we've got the Heat 
are one of the teams that's interested in trading for Jay Crowder. Crowder's on a ten-ish million dollar expiring contract with the Suns. Uh, story is that he wanted an extension. The Suns said, "Well, not only we're we not going to give you an extension, but we're yeah. also probably it's taking rude. your starting job away, and you <laughs> yeah. might not even close games for us anymore." Yeah. And so Jay Crowder said, "Okay, well, I want to go somewhere else." <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, okay. that's where that's, we're at. That's like walking in and demanding a raise at work and being like, "Well, you know what? You're fired." Yeah, um, that's, that's a little rough. Uh, but yeah, ten point two million dollar contract. Um, this is far more reasonable for the Heat than some of the other um, targets. Not just you know, it, it's just hard for Miami to match salary and trade like, like when they were mentioned on um, you know KD. They, they were going to have a very hard time matching salary and trading for KD without trading another key rotation guy. Somebody like Jay Crowder at 10 million, you can get there. You're only going to put a couple contracts together and you can trade, trade for a guy like Jay Crowder. And we saw he played great for Miami a couple years ago. So, you know, um, and he would fit, fit in there well. And importantly, after signing Tyler Hero and adding a whole bunch of stuff, it's not a long-term salary commitment. And Jay Crowder's probably at the point in his career where you might be able to re-sign him for, you know, seven or eight million next season or something down down around that number and keep keep him moving forward uh there. But yeah, we'll 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 see. I, I'm it's Right. It's October 8th as we record this. We're about a week out from teams having to finalize their rosters. So it's a little interesting that nothing's happened with Crowder yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, sometimes we see teams carry these guys into, into the season. Um, Kemba Walker um, had a good uh, comment. He was actually, it was funny there. Um, there was a glitch on the Pistons scoreboard um, the other night and it showed him getting a rebound in the game but he was actually sitting courtside watching the Celtics and the Hornets play in Charlotte. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of area rebounding, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it's not, I mean, we, we, I pick on Andre Drummond for only grabbing in area rebounds all the time. Like Kemba is getting those out of area rebounds. That, he can really do it. You know, yeah. Hey, give him a look. But, but kind of to, to why I was bringing that up is um, he said he, the Pistons have not offered him acceptable buyout terms, which yep. he's under no obligations to reduce his salary by anything. He can say, waive me for the full amount, or you can trade me or do whatever you want, or, or you're just going to have to keep me on my ro- on the roster. My guess is we're going to get to probably within the next you know week here as they have to cut down and everybody's going to get down to their regular season rosters. He'll just get waived for his full amount because I don't yep. think there's a trade coming or anything like that, but Sometimes we see these guys just linger on rosters for a little bit because the teams don't want to eat the money. And then it's, I can, we can always use this trade, you know, matching later right. down the line. So that I wouldn't be shocked if the Crowder thing drags on for a little while. Yeah, it very well might. And we'll see ultimately where it winds up. But at some point teams are going to be looking for kind of a three and D style wing. He's more of a four now than anything else, but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he could help some teams. The, just the question sure. is when. Obviously, he's not going to be playing for the Suns. Yeah, um, it, weirdly enough, too, I think he could help the Suns. Still. Yeah, it's a, absolutely. I think they're overflowing with front court depth in in Phoenix. I know they got Dario Saric back now, but it's not. It, it, you know, they, they don't have a ton at the four. But I mean, that kind of is what it is, right? It, it's you know, they, well, once once you've gone this far down the road, it's not coming back like he's he's done there um hey i wanted to mention before we wrap up here that we did have a couple people reach out and ask you hey you guys gonna do over under shows are you guys gonna do a prediction show yes the answer is yes uh to to both um we will do probably just because it's us and (laughs) we go long we'll probably do an east over unders and a west over unders I, i think everyone who who does a nba podcast is like 
contractually obligated we to have do to an old Wonder show now yep. plus they're a lot of fun and it's a good way to kind of set set uh you know things up there and then yes we will do a prediction show with you know we'll predict records and standings mm-hmm. and mvp and all that fun stuff we'll, we'll get all that together and uh do, do a lot for you guys here before and, the uh, season you know, starts yes yeah which is unbelievable <laughs> 10 days Coming. away yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, the preseason games have given me super excited watching, you know, these guys. And I've kind of been building out my own personal schedule for like I want to make sure I see this team early right. and I want to see that team early. And some of the bad teams, guys, you might want to check them out a little early. Because be, after uh, after what Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson did uh this past week, you, th- those bad teams may all of a sudden find find themselves with an awful lot of back spasms and uh mm. you know spring yes. ankles that last two months and those kind of things going on. They're gonna be fun early. I think you're gonna see some of the you know, some of the young talent show out, even yeah. if they're not winning a lot of games. But yeah, any little oh, you stub your toe. What you you rest yeah. for tonight. In fact, rest for a week. Yeah, let's, it, let's really make sure you're 100. Yeah. percent Oh, did you guys know? Uh, you know, top young player after we surprisingly won that game on Tuesday, uh, he he, you know, kicked, kicked the the chair at his at his locker, <laughs> and now he's out for a month. Like we're gonna start seeing stuff. It, like it's that. gonna be a hell of a tank race this and year. You know that's, what? That's for sure. I am a hundred percent in. I Victor Wambanyama is unbelievable. He's like, amazing. He's just, that that baseline floating corner three uh-huh. he got fully squared up you couldn't have blocked that thing if you jumped no. off like a chair with a broom swinging at it he was and, so and here's the point we were sitting at a at a sports bar the lakers nation staff and i were sitting at a sports bar when that that happened we're watching it and everybody was you know jaws dropped and i said the crazy thing is he was moving to his right if you're mm-hmm. mo- if you're moving if you're dribbling with your off hand in that in that case what happens is you pull up and your shoulders are just kind of naturally squared to the basket so if you're left-handed and you're dribbling towards your right you're going to shoot with your left your shoulders naturally get squared when you when you pull up it's much more difficult when you're dribbling with your shooting hand to pull up and square your shoulders it's a very difficult thing to do and he did it seamlessly at 7-5 with that kind of momentum i mean the physics alone are, are unbelievable yeah. and he and he does it it's 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 amazing one of the best i can ever remember getting so getting himself square on those floating shots was ray allen he was yeah. unbelievable how he would just always right before he released he'd get square but ray allen was a foot shorter than victor Wampanyama. so you know it's just yeah unbelievable i mean if you if you're watching and listening to this, you've, you've seen it by now, but it's uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent and I could not be more sold. So if, if some team decides, you know what, we are not going to win a single game, that's probably going too far because yeah. the flattened lottery odds, but I don't like get yourself down to that bottom, you know, going to be some shenanigans. Give this yourself year. a shot. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it is something and you. I, I won't be surprised too, if we start seeing teams, you know, maybe try to, you know, Hey, maybe can we get a second lottery pick and just, you know, juice our odds a little bit. If, the, if there's any way to get in there like that, but yeah, man, it's a, uh, it, it, it was so much fun. It, it was just, it was fun too, to experience all of it, you know, kind of together. And that was my first time um, in, in a year, um, I, I watched a game that Scoot Henderson played, but I super impressed with him too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great. Know, he, he was, yeah, really, really good. So it's like, I mean, I know he's the consolation prize, but but he's he's going to be really good too. So uh, I'm super excited to you know kind of monitor the two of them throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. All right, well, let's wrap up the weekend update there. Appreciate everybody for joining us again. Make sure you do subscribe right here. 
the NBA Front Office YouTube channel or to the podcast feed over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.